Got it. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Talking Soda Pop with Cameron and Christian. Today we have uh, Walker Atkinson and Adam Fisher from Mouth Movements. Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> we'll edit hell the yeah. pause out. No, we won't. <laughs> it just depends on how awkward I like it feels. I, I, I like the pause. Yeah, I, I I like, you know, I guess we could just add, like, every time we ask you a question, give it, like, a, a solid five-second pause. Yeah. And then, and then answer. I thought you were, were going to take the lead on that one. I'm, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess let's start. Uh, let's start with the the deep dives um so give us a little bit of rundown uh on who you guys are what you do in the band um dan i believe is who you said is the drummer no bassist bassist okay um so give us a rundown what 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 all you guys do how you got into it um basically your whole life story plus or minus why you think everybody else in the band is better or worse than you. Yeah, what do you hate about each other? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Since uh, I didn't start last time, I'll start this time. Um, Yeah, so uh, I started the band uh, with Dan, our bassist, actually, uh, in like 2015 or 16, something like that. It was like our sophomore or junior year of college and um basically uh i had come out of being the drummer of a band that i was in like high school and shit for a while um and you know i got used to playing and writing two songs that were original but then i kind of just wanted to start writing my own songs so then i kind of started this group to kind of just like see what i could do you know and uh, Dan was someone that I was friends with at the time, and I I wasn't good at bass, so I wanted somebody that could play bass, but I could play like drums, like at least write drums and play guitar. And at the time, I was a not a great singer, but I still tried to and went for it regardless. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we just kind of started like fucking around and you know, messing with like open tunings and things like that, just because I didn't know actually how to write songs. So I was like, (laughs) just messing with chords and seeing how it would go. And then, you know, we had a couple lineup changes throughout, you know, with people who were playing with us and just who were around and available to play. And uh, yeah, eventually we met Adam and then put our EP together. And yeah, that was kind of how it all all actually started you know as far as recordings and what people could actually hear and see you know yeah did you uh did you when you started like when you flipped over the band did you already play guitar or is that something you were like i can kind of play guitar so i'm gonna learn how to play more to like fill that spot um yeah so uh i actually played guitar before i started like playing anything else like when i was like seven i started playing guitar um well i guess i took piano lessons before that but i like fucking hated it i like (laughs) at least that's my only memory of it is that i like didn't like my fucking piano teacher it was this fucking old (laughs) 
kookaburra you know right. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah she 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 sucked and i didn't like her so <laughs> i didn't like playing the piano but then because of that that kind of like got me going on like the music train you know like just doing things like that and then i started taking guitar lessons like shortly after that and then like three years after i started playing guitar i started playing drums okay nice yeah very cool so i think i was i was probably like 10 or 11 when i started playing drums something like that hell yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i uh so i don't know you didn't mention this i don't think but we we all met at capital uh like when oh, I went yeah. to school <laughs> but um like yeah. so you were you and dan were a year above me right yeah mm-hmm. yep um yeah, so, and I didn't really know you guys actually too well until, like, I knew of you guys, but we didn't really hang out until I joined the band, for the most part. But, unless that's wrong, unless I'm misremembering that. No, that that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, I know I, like, saw you around, like, because the capital is... <laughs> so small. For, for context, it's a super, super small school, you know, and there's mostly, like, a conservatory... It's like a music tech program and so it was like a lot of you know not a very large area to hang out so i think yeah we, I, and i like saw you just around like school and that like parties and shit with some of the same yeah. people but we didn't really hang out before yeah you started playing but i was a fan of you guys like i was coming to a lot of the shows before the a slot opened up for guitar which was pretty cool like i don't know because I, I was like I was pretty young still. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like that. There's like people around that are in like a good band. Like I, cause I came from Cincinnati and there's like, well, I didn't, I was not keyed into the, the actual music scene. I was in what I thought was the actual music scene, but it wasn't. And then when we got up here, I was like, Oh wait, there's like, these are like bands. I've never heard anything like this before. And they're like actually sweet. And like, I can actually talk to the people. And so, like, I, I was going to a lot of Mouth Moon shows. I remember going to, like, Donato's and Shrunken Head and stuff and talking to you guys. But, and, yeah, it ended up working out pretty, I don't know, it was cool. It, it, the timing worked out pretty well. That, that's another thing that I sort of forgot to mention is that you and I are both from Cincinnati. And oh, yeah. since we're only a year apart, we kind of, in a weird way, grew up in the same music scene, but without actually yeah, I like, I'd seen your band, but I didn't know you. Like I'd seen you guys. I'd seen Static Wonder once. Yeah. Uh, while you were in it, but I didn't know who you were. But yeah, we didn't know each other until we were both in Columbus. Yeah. Weird how the world works, isn't it? Crazy. Oh, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. God's got a plan for all of us Ohioans out here. <laughs> yeah. He he's looking out for us. <laughs> Dude, it's weird because so we interviewed the guys from Spice Jar, right? And we never talked to them before. And we were just like, oh, their music's cool. Like, let's have them on here. So we're talking to them. And Christian, they're cool as well. Yeah, they're, they are cool. But Christian works with Alonzo's brother. And Zach um, is essentially like the adopted nephew of my manager because my manager and his uncle uh, were like best friends growing up he lived at his house and stuff he's like i knew zach when he was like six years old and i was like dude what the fuck what the fuck is this place like <laughs> it's, it's so it's weird. weird purgatory yeah of people yeah yeah 
It's okay. There's a, there's an electromagnetic fucking field around Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows each other because of that. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, what did you guys go to school for? I don't know if I ever asked, actually, Adam, even previously. Yeah, I went for... Um, is is a the major itself is called like Bachelor of Music Tech in, in Music Technology. Okay. It's kind of like this double major of the music tech, like audio engineering stuff. And then my focus on music was in like jazz, upright bass, and electric bass performance. Okay, cool. Yeah, and basically, I did the same thing except without the double major part. So, okay. um, there is like the bachelor of music thing which is bm and then there is the ba which is bachelor of arts which is what i did which is basically the half-assed version of the bm one without <laughs> without the music <laughs> and you just like studied audio shit and it, that's probably what i, I would still, do yeah and it was it was dope it was dope i i always felt bad for the bms they had a lot more work than us <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to be into that sort of thing though like yeah. it's a pretty specific uh it, i loved it i loved it a lot but like it's a pretty narrow uh i don't want to say narrow but like if you don't want to study jazz or classical for a majority of the time that you're there then you're not gonna like it right right you know and that, that doesn't say anything about like it's not good or bad it's just it is what it is those are basically the two tracks what know, i thought was of, funny of about music. it is there there was a lot of people who started off as bms and then by the end of the four years, they were like, absolutely, they were like, no, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm VA now, you know, like, I my class was like part. 10 people by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> with the people that were actually in my grade. But, That's so funny. but hey. that being said, like, we're, they were very, they're very similar. There's, and all the tech classes overlap, um, except yeah. like my, my version like is a one semester behind or whatever of like doesn't matter but there's a lot of overlap and again like walker was kind of saying earlier it's like the music call the music conservatory felt like its own school and we barely interacted with anyone that wasn't in that so that you already take a small school make it smaller because then you're in the music school so everyone kind of knows each other and like and then through the audio program like we i think we were at aes meetings together like that's where that's where i first saw how good of a drummer you were is that I is that session that one of our f- mutual friends Brody uh, he was engineering it or it was his song or something and you were playing drums on it and that was my freshman year I think I was like oh dang that's sweet because it was this like cool electronic epic rock thing and Walker was just like going crazy on drums and they were like show it was, the, it was like how it was like an after school kind of like audio engineering meetup thing but that then I remember that was one of the first times like. That I knew who you were, I think. Yeah, yeah. That 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 whole like, community there was like so weirdly tight knit in such like a yeah funny way, but it was yeah, pretty sweet. That, that that that's essentially how him and I met, which kind of you know ended up being what it is now, where we both ended up staying in Columbus, you know, after school right. ended. Right. Well, and, and I think it's it's neat, too, because uh, I went to OSU, right? So, like, it's already a big, big-ass school anyway. And, and I did language stuff, which is significantly smaller. But the idea of having, like, that small school and then you've got your even smaller group of people, 
it's kind of nice because you guys probably, you know, like you said, you interacted and did a lot of things together with like all the people kind of in your class, mm-hmm. which uh, for music, I feel like is way more important than, you know, math or engineering or whatever, you know, STEM stuff. But <clears throat> because like you really get to bounce stuff off of people and until you get comfortable with people, it usually is kind of like kind of hard to, you know, uh, yeah. like you don't know these people. You don't really want to like open up and give them like your actual ideas so you're just like yeah just play the a over <laughs> the f- fifth whatever I, right. I don't know i don't know how music works but <laughs> my point being like <laughs> you know I, I feel like it'd be really cool to to get to be with like a bunch of music people and like explore stuff just yeah. because that's like what you're there to do yeah I feel like it's really easy to connect with people when you just like, do you like listening to this band and immediate and you're already in a music atmosphere where everyone's thinking about music all the time. So it's super easy to connect over like shared interests because the interest is already, it's like the, it's the most logical thing to talk about, but right. I feel like everyone got pretty close just because like, and, and like Walker kind of said earlier, like we were seeing each other at parties because like all the parties were just like music kids or even more specific, like the music tech kids would all hang out outside and like the older music tech kids would invite me and like, and that's, and then you just start to know everyone and everyone lives on campus, like in a couple block radius is yeah, it was pretty, it's, it's a, it was a good way to like get tight with a lot of people. And like, we still see a lot of those people now, like a fair amount of the people I went to school with. I feel like we see on a fairly regular basis, you know, pre COVID, but yeah, yeah like at, at shows and a lot of them work like doing audio engineering stuff in the city a lot of them are professional musicians gigging around and stuff so it's pretty cool to have like a little network of people all over doing different music related stuff that you just are somewhat tight with yeah and it's it, it's funny i talk i talk a little bit of shit on capital here and there but like it's like the the school speaks for speaks for itself when like a lot of people that have gone there are kind of like working these sort of higher positions at places like like promo west and like you know bigger venues and run, yeah. you know doing bigger things yeah. it's kind of like all right cool so we, at least i at least i went to the same school as those people you know <laughs> yeah but i mean it's cool it is though because it's like you, osu is right there and they have similar programs to us but yet you go and like what you're saying is like there's a lot of capital people in that in the business and like all in different types of stuff too like the jazz scene is like a ton of capital guys, like the actual players. And then you yeah. get into the audio engineering stuff and you got like Nick over at Shrunken Head and like yeah. a bunch of people that we know, like that we're actually somewhat close with. We're like, I don't know, even and then higher up at like bigger places too. It's pretty, it's pretty chill. Yeah. Because you, you get a little bit of that cat pride going on, right? <laughs> cat fam. Cat, cat fam, baby. <laughs> We've been there a couple times for like student projects. Or like yeah. like student like final student projects. That's oh, fun. Nice. Your studios over there were really cool. Oh, they're yeah. they're really nice. Definitely was we're spoiled for yeah. a lot of that shit. It was at the time. I, I mean, I definitely knew we were spoiled at while it was happening, but especially later when you're like trying to muster up the money to fucking record music, you're like, fuck. Right. That was really yeah. cool. We could just do that whenever it was free you know <laughs> yeah yeah my that's biggest regret is not recording more yeah same <laughs> yeah same 
Yeah. Definitely. Well, Christian, is there a, is there a, 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 do you need another deep dive question? You want to, oh, I was yeah. their deepest, uh, darkest secrets? No, I, I was honestly oh, okay. going to ask how they enjoyed their classes there. Um, if there's any times that like when they were, you know, submitting projects or, or getting feedback from like their teachers, if they felt like, hmm, this seems like, this seems like a very subjective thing and you're looking at it objectively. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes down to like mixes and stuff, you feel like, oh, they're very picky on that. And I, and I don't agree with them or. Yeah. Were you better than the teachers? Essentially? Yeah. Did, did you feel that? Did you feel that sometimes you were, you were submitting things or sometimes you would listen to other people's things and you'd be like, I would tweak this a little bit or they would give you some feedback. You're like, are you sure about that? Um. Uh, I actually, you know, I, I definitely think I don't want to speak ill, ill of either of the professors that work there. Um, but but he's both, speaking about the two heads of that tech program. Like yeah, Chad the and two, Neil, two main guys. Yeah, they yeah they they both they both were great in their own regard. You know, they both were awesome at different things as far as like individual student engagement and like. You know, you know, but it, it, it's like any kind of like art form, like especially mixing, which I think is definitely an art form. Yeah. There people have their standard for what they think is a good mix. And sometimes that is different from other people. So like, I think sometimes that does come into play. But as far as like how they took it into account as a educational thing, like grading, I think they, they were pretty fair about it there were they if you they wouldn't grade you they wouldn't give you a shit grade unless you actually deserved it (laughs) like yeah like they they would only give you a shit grade if you turn it in late which i definitely did a few times so i got a few of their (laughs) shit grades but like they they gave it to you then or they would give it to you if it was actually like really bad but it, it was pretty hard to do it that bad it's more of like effort level Mm-hmm. yeah like Since could you, it is subjective but and i think that with mixes it's pretty easy to tell if somebody spent time on it or not yeah and, and they're looking you know, at your session and, yeah yeah I, I think see i think it's kind of funny my my complaint about the program is almost like that they weren't hard mm-hmm. enough on mm-hmm. us in yeah. on the tech and, and but but again this i have like this i have a bigger whatever you want to call it rant or thought about all this that but is like it's music or, or like music technology in an academic setting is really hard to pull off and i don't know if it's actually possible to pull off the more i've thought about it since i've graduated it's like it's really cool but it's it's like impossible to, for this the, the curriculum to te- to keep up with the industry right you know and like yeah. and teaching constantly be teaching you like the cutting edge techniques and like especially now like the way that people make and produce pop music or popular music is so different than a lot of how these guys grew up recording music so the idea of them like not being in to them like i'm not being in a studio and not you know having a huge console and having a bunch of mics and and like and just doing like a vocal in a bedroom and everything else being in your laptop like it's those are two different ways of recording and making music, but they're not going to teach you that that the bedroom version, even though the bedroom version is kind of what it is right now. 
Yeah. yeah. It, you know, it, for the, for mainstream music. And if your goal as a college is to get people jobs in audio, you should be teaching them how to auto-tune vocals really well and how to edit vocals and how to edit drums. And because like you can agree with that or not, if you can say it takes the soul out of music or that's not how you should do it. But it's if your goal as an institution is to give kids a job, that's kind of what you should be teaching them. Or right? you should we did not my big one of my biggest plans we did not touch on a lot of that stuff for very long at all. Yeah. Right. I, I definitely agree because what, what you're talking about is like I, I think about like artists like, like Billie Eilish all the time where like yeah her first like three major releases like album releases were like all done in a bedroom and she's like got like something like close to a billion streams right. on like single oh, yeah. songs and things like that it's like crazy next level fucking statistics on those streams and you, you know, but they but they don't teach you that shit how of like how to like master or compress a vocal that that's that's that quiet in a setting like that. You know, right. it's more like work with the best room you possibly can. Like, you know, it's it's sort of it's sort of I don't yeah. know. It it was cool to have like a high standard set, but the like like Adam said, like the the times the times change so quickly with like how that what the standard actually is that yeah it's hard to hard to keep up with yeah <laughs> yeah and that's and i kind of want to make it clear it's like it's more of a it's more of a critique of the system than it is of any individual mm. teacher yeah. right it's just right. like those yeah. th- those guys are like good at what they do you know but the guys who are like at the top of the industry of the current method of production are our age or younger Right. and are working they're not going to be teaching in, a, in an academic setting so right. it, I, that's where i just start to have like thoughts on like how how can you actually make this work and i think capital does a better job of uh, a better job than other schools of letting you just be in the studios and do what you want yeah like because yeah. i hear about some other schools where you're like you can't get in any good spaces until you're like a senior and you have to like be observed and all this stuff it's like you pretty early on we can get into a decent studio and if you have the initiative to book it uh, and have like a super late night session you can record whatever you want have access to great mics and great rooms like and make some cool stuff and that's yeah that's something i definitely don't take for granted and i think that's what capital is pretty cool i would agree with that like i spent so many late nights in the studios there like booking the like they would do it by like five, four or five hour blocks. So there'd be like a nine yeah. to two session, you know? And yeah. I used to do those on like, I, I would wait till like, it'd be like close to exams or like, I knew that it was like a weekend where people wouldn't be in there. And so I'd always like book the latest possible session a couple of nights in a row, like a month ahead of time. So you could like have 10 hours to, you know, right. Bring all your gear in and mess around and, use all the mics and preamps you want like it, it was it was definitely like i learned so much just with that alone like yeah classes aside it was, experimenting. And like, it was just cool it was cool to have access to the to the to the tools you know yeah, yeah. what was um what would you say is one of your like your favorite moments during those recordings like you taught you said like experimenting like what did you do we were like ah oh, ah oh, this is cool is there anything well, that stands out to you? 
so it's, I guess to sort of like take it a little more back to why we're here, sort of like all the mouth movement stuff started there. Like basically that was right after I stopped playing in the band that I was in called Static Wonder. And I played drums in that band and I'd been playing guitar the whole time, but I just never was in like a position to be like, here's something I was thinking, you know, yeah. like here's this idea. And then once that band stopped being a thing, you know, we, I kind of, you know, got with the people that I knew was around with. And I was like, I, you know, have a couple ideas for these songs. And then that's the first one I wrote was a septum. So uh, that's the first song that I actually wrote for the band. Um, And, but at the time it wasn't supposed to be that It, it was just like, I was messing around with a song I had, written you know just just like as you know you know both bullshitting in the studio and i played drums on it and i played guitar and then dan played bass and our guitar player at the time um actually before he was our guitar player recorded it and then he kind of like was like well i could you know put some guitar shit over it and that's how he became our guitar player but you know it that, that that's a, a great example of like how Honestly, that that would be one of my favorite moments of being there. Would like is that that that's what came of it? Is that I got to like sit around with all these cool mics and amplifiers, and like bring my guitar in and like you know make it sound however I wanted it to, the best way I could at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like one thing when you, especially if you're you weren't in a position to make you know bring your ideas forward before it's really cool to kind of have that option to not not only just be like oh i had a cool idea but to like record it and then go okay and then you start to experiment with like all the things that you're hearing in your head too yeah that's that's pretty cool it's like adam was over a few weeks ago and i found these old demos of uh the very first version of Septum I ever made. Um, and it has all these ridiculous tap like, tapping harmonies over it. And, like these really dumb parts that never made it into the actual song, but it was just hilarious. And, and it's like, I think like two key, two steps higher in the key. It's like totally different, but it's the same song, but they, it's just, it's funny how like you find that original version of how something started. And then, you know, I mean, that was, I think that original version of that, I found it was like early 2016. Okay. And so it's like, yeah, five years later, we're still playing that, that song, like that, that idea It's just, you know, it's kind of cool to like find that shit way later, like in your hard drive and shit, like. And, yeah, and it's cool. Out, Cause like, out capital. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. Cause like you're, you're going to be like the most picky about your own stuff. So taking that into the studio on your own time and experimenting because you know what you want it to sound like and you're way more motivated to try and get there because it's your song and not some student band that you're having to record for a class that sucks. And yeah. you're just like <laughs> polishing a turd, basically trying to get a sound good. No offense, other students. Usually, it's like it has to be volunteers, right? Like I'm just people are randomly going to jam while you record them. It's like, what's this? Doesn't sound good to begin with. So, but when it's your own material, like 
the like all the up to mind the first two up to minds eps were recorded there and we did a lot of experimentation with the drums and and when it's your own stuff like because this was before i was in in really in mouthness but we did do that vocal session that gang vocal session in f which was yeah. turned out pretty well but again it's just like if it was a class i might just like be like yeah i'll throw up this mic and it'll be fine but for that we like well, okay let's set up like a bunch of mics we might not need to use them all like let's see what sounds cool so like you know six mics for just like some vocals and it ended up being super cool but i think that's like one of the the coolest parts of like where you're being in a band where it's intersected with being a student in a music tech program yeah yeah <clears throat> um well shoot i like the little phone mic i liked the little phone mic every time i we went there i was like I'm oh miss yeah this fucking thing that's an oh, yeah. classic. I think, yeah. it was a, I think it was an E. I don't know if it was, yeah. if it was one in like yep. every room, but I liked going in there like, hey, can we Probably use now. this little phone mic? <laughs> yeah. I think we also were, we, we've been in F, we've been in E. Um, what's the other one we went to, Cameron? A? The really, really old one. The old one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that a, was, that's, that where, was, uh, that's where most of the original version of Stephen was recorded was an yeah. A. Yeah, A's, A, when you record in the Chris room, A is not bad. because like, oh, it, it, it adjoins to two ass. rooms. But what'd you say? I just said the Chris room was badass. I love the Chris yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, that was like a rehearsal room, but it had a patch bay in there so that you yeah. could get to the uh, little window the console. Yeah, yeah, I liked because the actual live room of A is not very good at all. But no, it wasn't good. The, the Chris room was like big and tall and it had like non-parallel walls yeah. and a bunch of shit going on in the ceiling. So it had, like, had a really cool, big, like big sound to it. Mm. Yeah. That was cool. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Walker, I'm curious, where did you get, where'd you come up with mouth movements? Um, I honestly, I have, <laughs> I have tried to remember <laughs> so many times um, i was gonna say i don't know if i know but that makes sense i i think that i i was trying so many different names at the time you know like when you're trying to commit to an idea an idea and a name and you're like come up with like fucking 15 and you're like oh those all sound dumb yeah. as fuck you're just like i hate all of them and i would never listen to a band with that name you know like that, that right. kind of a thing like and I think I was like kind of like thinking about alliteration, like okay. having two of the same letter, you know? Yeah. Because this because it looks nice on paper, you know, whatever kind of idea. Um, but then, yeah, I kind of just that that came to mind. I don't remember how, but I remember being at my I, I was working at a frozen yogurt store uh, with Dan. Actually, uh, him and I were managing it together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and uh I, we were trying to come up with names and that was one of the ones i came up with and we just kind of rolled with it and you know sometimes yeah. I, I you know it's one of those things where after so many years you sometimes you think about it and you go do i actually like it and you're like i don't know you know <laughs> but it's kind of like too late where i think i i, I think it sounds normal to me now so i don't yeah. i don't really want to you know mess with it too much yeah, yeah. well and, and think about it too you uh, if nothing else you can always abbreviate it and go yeah this is my band mm. yeah just, mm. Mm. 
Yeah, we're working on the rebrand to Momo at some point. Yeah, and maybe when we get tired of Momo, we'll go. Momo, to- Momo is what I call it most of the time. Yeah, ah, shit, that's what I call it because it's so much less typing. <laughs> Whenever yeah. I refer to you guys anywhere else, I'm like, yeah, Momo. Just because it's easier. Make a big, I'm trying to make a big backdrop that just says Momo on it. Yeah, <laughs> just like Helvetica, just like plain font, just big Momo. Yep. You got to do the oh. metal font. You got to do the, the the like someone sneezed in a tissue and you're Super, like, yeah. 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 I I also kind of have I also kind of think every band name is stupid until yeah. you make good music. You, like no one true. cares once you make music that they like, right? Yep. Like I don't have, if you really think about any band name for long enough, it's like this is stupid. And also <laughs> we're in we're we're an emo band, and there's so much worse out there. That mouth movements in the grand scheme things pretty all right. Yeah, I, I we like could it. go through a list of just. <laughs> like names of bands that like even now you're like yeah i don't really like it so uh, see, oh, I, there's so many there's so many i could say but i just um, <laughs> i really like it and i sometimes i'm like damn that really is fucking good so I, I i really Wait, like thank it. you thank you i do think sometimes it sounds good to say like it it feels it's, nice but i think that and i think that's why i feel like i decided to keep it just because it didn't it didn't like, feel awkward rolling off the tongue, you know. Yeah. I think it. I think it. I think it fits your music too. I think it just. It, I don't think I could. I could. I could hear that name now and listen to something else, and it'd be just like a Maroon Five cover band or something. It, it, it wouldn't work. <laughs> like it, it's. It's very fitting. It's very nice. It, it's. It's as beautiful as what you make. So. Nice. Oh, thank you. I like. Yeah. I, I've definitely. I like it now. Like after I, I have definitely gotten way more comfortable with it over the past couple of years, so, especially because we've like kind of settled down as like a core group for the most part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, uh, I don't know. I would say that's where a lot of the name comes from too, is like the association you have with the music, but also like the people who make the band. Right. Like if if I, I don't know, think of like think of like older bands now and you would go see them and there's like one of the original people and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Rush, whatever. If like Getty Lee wasn't in the band and they had somebody else doing Getty Lee, uh, you'd be like, oh, it's not really Rush, is it? Like it's mm-hmm. Rush because they're playing Rush's songs, but like it's not Rush. Yeah. Like the who? Fuck the who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touring after two of their members died two out of four it's like yeah we'll keep doing this right yeah i, I think mean, they owed their fucking record label some money still i'm sure they did probably because no one wanted to buy that shit and and you know it's it's one thing to be said like i love our band i want to immortalize it like i will keep playing these songs until i die and you die and you die kind of yeah. thing that's, but that's how i feel about queen i'm good I don't. Well, yeah. I don't want to listen to Adam Lambert. Yeah, what is it's that? cool. It's good. It's just yeah. like why though? Like it hey, just isn't big one. Blink One Eighty Two. Fuck that bullshit. I, yeah, I like Tom DeLonge. I, I like. Yeah, it's, it's, you know it's what? Weird without him to me. I know that he's a fucking Psycho. like. He's a guy. <laughs> he's he's an extraordinary guy. You know. 
I don't want to say is. extraordinary, but he's extraordinary. <laughs> and he, like, but he belongs in that band. And without him, you can't listen. Like his voice is the iconic fucking yeah. sound of that yeah. band. And his guitar playing is also the iconic fucking sound of that band. You can and, tell, like, I like Matt Skiba. I like Alkaline Trio. Uh, I like Alkaline Trio too. I'm fine with it. But yeah. you can definitely tell that matt came in and mark was like yeah just like play a riff and i'm gonna sing about things yeah. from 30 years ago and dude it, he- it was such a fucking hardcore money grab it was it was just so disappointing and that's what i think at least i, I don't know i i don't blame them they were good songs sure but i it's it's not yeah. blink it's just like the argument it's not it's not blink i wouldn't blame them for doing that if i was in the same position where it was like all right i could just hire this other guy who knows what he's doing and we can make a shitload of fucking money doing <laughs> this i would probably be like yeah let's do it <laughs> like so like I, I i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock him for that but do i like music no yeah but, <laughs> but also happens- just for the just for the record with your example which i know is just an example but russia never did that and they never will <laughs> <laughs> i see uh, i started that analogy and i think i forgot that you like rush a lot and so it that's almost it's almost more perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, people have talked about slug. like my, I, I, yeah yeah people have talked about like maybe mike portnoy doing it now yeah. that neil died i'm just like don't do that Hey, yes. I would rather I would rather kill myself than watch Mike Portnoy play for Rush. <laughs> I'm sure he would kill it, but it's just like don't you don't we don't need to do that. We do not need to do that. <laughs> no, it's unnecessary. Yeah, I just I it, saw this fucking video the other day that it was like Drumio or something, and they were like, it was like 175 Rush songs in 20 minutes, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like just the drums and i was like yeah. that sounds cool to watch somebody attempt that but i also just don't want to watch anybody besides neil pert be like and he had like the same neil pert kit and i was like yeah they've had such a good long career with just those three dudes it's like it's it's okay to be yeah. Yeah. yeah and i don't think they've really been in talks of doing that but like before Neil died, they were like Alex and Getty were kind of like maybe thinking about like because Neil was getting tired and I was just like and I was just like willing like just do not do that right. do not do that just call it just call it do another project do something just right. let Rush be Rush. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I was I was trying to remember the guy from Puddle of Mud, the uh, the singer from Puddle of Mud, West Scant, and I was like that'd be like him, like Nirvana's back, but he's the singer. Yeah, like you oh, can't. Dude. I worked uh, I worked Mudfest like three years ago at this job <laughs> I used to have. Hmm. Um, it was at this fucking weird ass bar out in the fucking like Zanesville or some <laughs> fucking jank ass town like that in Ohio, and uh, like Troy or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, if no. you're from Dayton or Troy, it's uh, sorry, but <laughs> no. Um, I don't mean it. It's not your fault if you're from there. Buff <laughs> movements has officially been canceled in Troy. <laughs> Fine, <laughs> uh, but no, I work. I worked Mudfest, and uh, yeah, it was weird with uh, their uh, whoever the fuck is in that band now. It was just like weird, and there was only like forty people there, but 
they were all like fucked up and they were ready for puddle of mud like they were they were there for fucking puddle of mud so like that was cool and i was getting paid to be there so that was also cool (laughs) we we, uh we went and saw our our buddies uh in truss up in cleveland and they opened for uh a band from the 90s called sponge Um, oh yeah and, and mm. they had they had like way way more people there than Sponge had, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking uh, surreal. That, they Dude. uh they opened for Puddle of Mud. Oh like, yeah, they did two months ago or three months ago or something. Wow. Like that. Probably yeah. the That's same got, example. It was there, probably though. the same. Probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> that has got to be rough. That that has to be rough to be in that position to be like uh, better than the headliner. Is- yeah, but like I mean, I yeah, guess you be the day of the night. So like, yeah. dude, they were they they've been killing it up there too. They like they, I, I like I don't mean like there were like thirty people when they had like thirty one. I mean like they had like <laughs> they had like I, they had a pretty full room for that place, and then the and it immediately like cut into like two two thirds, maybe half. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's oh, rough, man. Yeah, that always it it always sucks when that happens when the band that plays right before the headliner brings the most people. Then as soon as that second to last band plays, it just clears out, and then you're there like, man. And the headliner being a very like popular band from the '90s too, which they didn't like play horribly. They played all everything pretty pretty fucking kick ass. But like, I was it was it was a weird moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you have you have pride for your friends on one on one part where you're like, oh my god, hell yeah, let's go, and yeah. you're like, and then you're sad at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think it's something to be said too about like, obviously, not everyone is gonna stay when they go see their friends or a person they know's band, right? Whether it's a local show, uh, a slightly bigger regional show. Or like a huge ass show. I mean, we saw I, I went to see a day to remember in like 2014 or 15 or something like that. And the Wonder Years opened for them. Legitimately, there were so many Wonder Years fans there, and I had no idea who that band was at the time. And I was like, I fucked up because they're awesome. But <laughs> I was like, as soon as the Wonder Years were done, the pit, like 80% of the pit was gone at the, at the LC. Like and I was like, holy shit. That's fucking dope. And they, they just left. They did not come back after the other band started playing. And it was like a weirdly stacked set. If I remember correctly, it was like Wonder Years, Motionless and White, which I hate, uh, Chiodos. <laughs> and I was like, Chiodos is here. I didn't know the lineup before. I was just like, cool, they remember. Sweet, I'll go see them. And I was just like, these are like bands that I think people like, I think. I don't know. And it seemed kind of odd to me that most of, you know, the crowd was there for the opener who, and then they split. So see, this is this, all of this is just the argument for smaller bills. If you have smaller, better bills, people will stay and chill and buy drinks. But when you start people compensate and have six, seven fucking bands, (laughs) and then they're surprised when people don't stay, it's just like, no one wants to watch that many bands in one night. Yeah. I think that's a problem. I mean, I, I would if I like them. If I like them, I would watch five bands I liked play. But I, it would be hard for someone to put together a bill that 
I liked yeah. all five of those bands. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I was just saying, I don't even know if I could do that. Level, if you're if you're talking local level, odds are you don't know if you like hmm. all the bands or not. You know, right? So yeah. you're like, if you're if you're trying to like check out new bands that you never heard before, I think like three is yeah. like such an incredible number for a show. If yeah. you give two bands thirty or thirty five minutes, give the headliner forty five to an hour. That's less than three hours that people have to stay at the venue and yeah. less than three hours that people have to drink, you know, because yeah. the longer people are getting fucked up, it's like, I think you run into more bullshit at the end of the night. Yeah. When you have like a five hour period of time where people can be getting out drinks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, a big point of shows at a local level is to give the bar people there drinking. But I yeah. think yeah. like when you do, when you do these 30, or like you know that what you just laid out those time for sets and that many bands it's like you can have more relaxed changeovers so that people have more of a time to chill smoke drink in between the bands and talk to each other because that's another big reason that people are at the shows they don't as much as they love the music like when you go to a show and you see a bunch of people you haven't seen in a while and you want to talk and then you like can't talk because there's five six hours of uninterrupted loud music like it kind of sucks and it gets tiring so i think that's yeah. i think all of this like you can spread it out over the night have it take the same amount of time but take 20 minutes in between the bands or something you know 15 yeah. minutes even like give them a nice leisurely setup and then it also gives people time to catch up and drink and like still be hanging for the whole night and have it be a good experience so yeah these gauntlets of shows i just can't stand like I just don't I don't have the patience to watch that many bands, even if they're all awesome. It's also it's yeah. tiring on anyone's ears to do that. Yeah. Especially live. Like it's the yeah. shows are loud and it like ear fatigue is real. Right. I mean, even like so like our show that's on the 29th, we've got four bands, but I was like realistically, like we're probably gonna do like 30 to 35 minutes, and that's that's it because we're gonna hit that three hour mark even with 15 minute changeovers so we gotta keep it 30 35 minutes make it as effective as we can so that way if there is downtime in the middle like people can just hang out that yeah that that is a nice thing so like you get all your shit set up in five minutes and then you just hang out for a minute it yeah you know decompress before you go up or after you've come off talk to the people who are there to see you, you know, just have a good time, essentially. I'd rather listen to a band play six to eight of their, what they think are their best tracks than listen to a band, like at a local level, play their entire discography. Yeah. You know, top down. Yeah. Like it, again, maybe all the songs are awesome, but it's just like, it's just, it's, it, it, Unless you are a very entertaining performer, it's hard to pull off those long sets. And I think a lot of people don't. I see bands that fall into that trap of like, we have this time slot. We're going to play everything we can cram into it. It's like, it's not always the best idea. Yeah. You, you kind of, you want to craft a show. You want to craft a set. Yeah. yeah. I like right? to take time to insult people while I'm up there. <laughs> yeah. Just make them as the other band members in the crowd. Every everyone, everyone, everyone. <laughs> he, he does not discriminate whether whether it's people he likes. I don't. He doesn't like the band. He'll we like to we shit. like to we like to talk shit about band members on stage too, though. It's, it's a yeah. good time. Uh, I our... do that. I love that too. 
it's yeah the the most interesting thing is is like when you you do it and if there's people who are there and they've never seen you before and they go is he being facetious (laughs) are they joking no (laughs) anyone who's ever seen me up on a stage i'm not joking (laughs) i genuinely feel like adam Adam and i especially are pretty bad about being so good about being mean to each other that (laughs) it would make a total stranger pretty uncomfortable (laughs) to try to figure out they'd be like i I think we've gotten better at it though of making it entertaining like the last couple shows like i've actually noticed some laughs at that stuff it's not like awkward silence (laughs) like i think it's coming through that it's like that it is a bit even if it, you know what I mean, like I don't know. It's I I kind of I liked the stage dynamic recently. I think it's been like pretty fun. I live yeah, for the I, silence. I, like it I fucking you love like it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> my yeah, it's Christian's so uncomfortable. Christian's favorite thing is when we're done with a song and no one claps. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, you're welcome. <laughs> They're psycho. You're insane. You know I can kind of fuck with that because it, uh, it, it's definitely you. You, it's not. I I wouldn't call it my favorite thing, but I would say that it's uh it's definitely humbling. <laughs> you could if if you can find joy and nobody clapping after you finish the song, then I think that you've got to figure it out. I like, There's also a certain. Sorry, go on. No, 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 you first, you first. I was I was just gonna say like there's a certain like I don't know what to call it like. If, if you go into a show kind of feeling the vibe that people are not going to like you or like you don't fit, it, it is kind of fun to just be like, like prepared for it and right. see it happen. Like you think it's going to happen. I'm just like, end the song and like, yeah, they did not fuck with that. <laughs> He's going but it's funny because I knew they weren't like, <laughs> we have um one of our songs when it's just, when it's, it's, it's it gets quiet and it, you think it's over and people will be like, uh, uh, I'm like, no, no, not yet. And then oh, yeah. I fell for that like, the last time I saw you guys. And I was like, now it's over. <laughs> oh, or make man. fun of each other's Dude. shoes. That's fun, too, because people look at your feet. Yeah, it's not all about this. Not the eye candy. Look at my feet. And then I started really judging you. <laughs> oh, Adam gosh. and I used to be, we used to be in this band together. Well, maybe kind of still are. I don't know. But... Um, we were in this band together called Black Swan, and uh, it was kind of this like weird metal, metalcore kind of. I don't know, like hardcore, hard rock mixed with like hip hop and pop elements. Yeah, but th- there was a lot of that going on at the shows where we would play with a lot of groups that were not like that at all. And when we would play, yeah. like three out of four of us were wearing ski masks and new metal. Is that, is that what you described? Yeah, it was kind of new metal esque. It well. was kind of new metal y. Yeah. Um, it was very new metal, actually. But, but yeah, we would either be too heavy for the bill or not real metal enough for the bill, yeah. depending on what type of show. So it was pretty yeah. fun. We were always the odd ones out, but we made the most of it. Is, it is, I like, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like those, if you're, if you lean into it, right. like it's, it's fun and it's also fun especially the one we're, when we're not metal enough because metal bands are fucking stupid and they are <laughs> yeah. super clicky about what genre is cool and what's it's not metal yeah How so we, we would play hardcore band shows band and, title yeah yeah we we weren't we weren't legit enough for them because we like had singing and not <laughs> right just noise the entire time 
your your your, right. your 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 band font wasn't like deer antlers tangled up. Yeah. I and it's weird too because like I, I don't know, like half the time it seems like metal bands are are like some of the coolest people you ever meet, and then the other half of the time you're like, God, these guys seem mean. Like it's 50-50. Like, like they do like they do seem yeah. like they would just beat me up because they could. It's definitely a huge toss up. It's, uh, yeah, like they're they they either seem really mean, and then you talk to them for a second, and then you're like, "Wow, they're really yeah. nice." Have um... then they're, then or they're, or you're like, "Wow, they're way meaner than I even thought they were." Like... <laughs> Have you guys yeah. played at uh, Scully's on any of those like those like pay to play shows before? No, not no. not not here in Columbus. <laughs> I definitely got my fair share of pay to play in wow. Cincinnati, though. Those are some bills. Those are yeah. Those are some some fun ones. Those are so dumb. Those are just like this weird money grab by the promoter slash venue that is obviously not going to work, but they mm-hmm. just keep doing it. This makes no sense. Like, let's have seven random nonsensical bands on right. this bill. Like, and oh wait, no one came on a Sunday. Like, three, seven, Sunday. Three like, o'clock. Go figure. Can't believe no one came to that. <laughs> Seven like, seems tame. I feel like it's more like twelve. It's like nine or something. <laughs> yeah. like, fucking, it's a it's a night. It's like where's yeah. everybody's shit going? Every, it's every literally night. from from three to midnight. So yeah. So no, I don't ridiculous. know. I forget if Adam ever played here or not, but there was a place in Cincinnati. Um, oh, I think you have the Underground. Bitch, yeah, I played the Underground many times. <laughs> I know, I know. I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, I was. I just didn't want to speak for you, you know, before I yeah. remember to sure or not. But uh, um, that place was a classic pay-to-play kind of vibe because they were like, yeah. you have to sell this many tickets to break even. And then when you get there, there's like a bar, but it's like literally, it's like looks like an actual bar. Like at this, at one point in time, this was a real venue, probably. <laughs> um. But they changed the bar to be entirely a soda bar and no alcohol. It's just like popcorn and soda. And then you find out that basically the whole thing is owned by this like mega Christian fucking company. And yeah. you got me so super weird people there. And you'd be like, this place is dope, whatever. And then they get there and be like, oh, okay, so it's like a fucking. <laughs> Hang middle school crazy. hang spot <laughs> yeah and then funny thing is it's like this giant room with like a catwalk and all this stuff and like really nice green rooms because like occasionally they would have back in the early days of 21 pilots like 21 pilots would play there and like switch foot and stuff but like yeah, most uh, of the time for these under oath played there too yeah like yeah but most of the time it's these like local shows so it's like one of the biggest rooms i've ever played but there was never more than 30 people there and it's nope. just and they, they would keep all your money and they would like try to charge you for every little thing. Like, Ooh, we'll take a picture for you. If you want, like if you pay us like 50 more dollars and all this crap. And yeah, it was, it was also, weird. Weird. weird flex. If they went out of business and they no longer exist. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Let's go. So wait, I, I need to know though. Did they charge by the soda? Like, did you have to, like every time you got did you get one? soda tickets? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Hold on. They I can't throw a fucking that. That's kind of sweet. So, yeah. <laughs> like a soda bar? Like, that's pretty soda. cool. 
I wasn't old enough to drink when I was playing there, so it didn't affect me. But. That's that's why that was perfect for you. <laughs> I wasn't either. We got in trouble there because um, we brought alcohol into the green room. <laughs> and one of their workers came back, and it was, like, totally like a Young Life church moment. Like, it was uh, like a yeah. – like, they came in, and we had, like – I think we were drinking, like, Coors Light. Or something like that, you know. <laughs> we were like nineteen, you know, like some, some dumb shit like that. It was like my my band at the time's headliner show at the fucking underground. So like you know, it was a big deal for us. We're like, we'll get you'll we'll get a little twisted. <laughs> they come in, and this guy who was like the, the soda bartender, I guess, <laughs> um, he was like, he came in and he was like, "You guys are drinking in here." Like he got like so upset about it, and so fucking. Like, you about uh, to cry. So then he like he like made us take it outside, and he was like, "If you take it outside right now, I won't tell anyone else about it." And I was like, "All right, dude." Like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they're we're rock and roll, man. We got a drink, okay? Yeah, it's part yeah. of the part of the vibe. I kind of wanted to be like, hey, man, do you want one? Do you want a course light? You look like you need to relax a little bit. <laughs> it's because he was so hopped up on all the soda. He was like, I'm fucking peeking out. Man. <laughs> it's all caffeine. Yeah, also, Walker, don't be talking too much smack on soda. We're on talking soda pop right now. Speaking of, hey. a perfect segue. If I could count the times, I'd fuck things up just right. Listen to me, suck it, math for the rest of the night. I'd do anything, just to numb this pain. I'd feel off every inch of my skin, just cover every hole on Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> hey. I was gonna say, I fucking love soda, so let's, let's do it. Yeah, oh, let's I, do it. I love soda. <laughs> I love right. soda. So, you don't love it as if you as guys soda. could give us give us the description of mouth movements, what soda best describes mouth movements? You can you can deliberate. We don't usually like to let people deliberate, but you know, I, I want last here. time last time I was on here, I thought it was it a combination of two, or is, are you supposed to just pick one? That no, you can too. pick one. Honestly, you can give us the bastard child if you okay. were to make like a suicide. You know, sometimes that's more fun. It just depends. You know, the less people, the less chaotic. You or came the in less, prepared. Sorry, excuse me. Less people, more chaotic. So it just give us all the combinations that you can think of. So. Walker's about to be like, does Tito's and soda count? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I do have a good answer, though, I think. Oh, yeah. Let's Go for it. it. I, I kind of think just straight up ginger beer. No alcohol in it. It's ginger beer by itself. Yeah. I like a good ginger beer. Why do you say that? I say that because a lot of people... <laughs> Most people don't like drinking ginger beer by itself. <laughs> but the people that do really like it. Really <laughs> fucking like it. Exactly. Exactly. People that do like ginger beer are like, yeah, I'll fucking drink a Gosling's by itself. Like, you know, I, I just think that's, so. I don't know. I kind of think that's why I would do it because I think some people either really like it or they're like, 
I don't get it. Sounds like a bunch of sad bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I think that's good. Yeah. What 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 would you I, say? I don't know. That's I'm kind of I, I every band I think I talked about this last time, but every band has to say Baja Blast, right? Like how many bands say that? <laughs> oh, shit, uh, I honestly, uh, I really think, I think maybe one. I think one time wow. I've ever heard Baja Blast. I feel like Baja is a good is a good runner, but it feels a little too obvious. I've got what one person mindset? say water. Some people are just I don't know what Up Mind said. Damn, I, I think we of... said a combination of like something weird. I thought it was like like a combination of like tab and <laughs> like coke or something i think it was it was something weird and niche (laughs) it was tab and something else oh man i i can't i wish my memory was better yeah i like that that sounds about right (laughs) taco bell or the baja blast just fits the lifestyle so good and when you pull up to a taco bell and they say they're at a baja blast do you immediately pull away because i i do yeah that's like when people see a show poster come out and Mouth Moon's not on there, they'd be pulling away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about Taco oh, Bell. Shit, 21 Pilots there. is here. Fuck that. <laughs> Since we all live in Columbus, uh, I live very close to the what is what I consider and what if you were to experience it, you would also probably consider to be the worst Taco Bell on the face of the planet. <laughs> Are you talking about the one that ex- that's on Hot Hudson and High? Yes, yes, sir. I've never, I did not. I've never eaten there, but it looks like it would not be good. That okay. stupid fucking piece of shit building. <laughs> Fuck that I have building. to. I have to push back only a little bit. And we've talked no, about this off, fuck you. off the pod. Fuck you. you. You know you're wrong. You know you're wrong. Well, I do. I sucks. see. Except for the fact that the options are whittling down every day. The the best one over in Grandview closes at seven fucking p.m. So well, that doesn't even count. Though, and now what am I? I'm not going to go to the one on Cleveland. That one's horrible too. So you're going to go so, wait ninety minutes to get half of what you fucking ordered at the Hudson one? Then I'll I'll have you know, Mick and I went there the other night and we had a fine experience. They did forget her mom, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. What this else what did I, you look, order? Look, that's where it started. Was missing Baja. That's where we fucking started. That's where we ended. Fucking... <laughs> but the they, line was how quick. Did they forget the, the drink. Was... <laughs> I don't know. How you want to drive through, right? How you forget the Baja fucking blast of all fucking things? How'd you pull away? It was on us a little bit too. We should have said something. We didn't realize until we got home. <laughs> and you know what? I'm but... not gonna blame the workers <laughs> if there's. If by some fucking crazy chance a worker of Taco Bell listens at that Taco Bell listens to this by some fucking wild chance, if that happens, I'm not blaming you. I'm sure that your bosses are fucking pieces of shit and it's all their <laughs> fault. But fuck your building and fuck going to Taco Bell. <laughs> the real problem is OSU students. True. We you need more so? Taco Bells on High Street. You think yes, that's I, fucking it up? Well, I just think that there's a lot of people in the demographic of Taco Bell eaters that live in that area. So it's always slammed. Even even when OSU's out of fucking session of that Taco Bell is fucking a piece of shit fucking place to go. Dude, I've had a, I've, I've had a couple good experiences there recently. That's all I'm hey. saying. Because the options, I don't have any other options. I've told Adam this before, 
and I'll and I'll I'll tell you guys this that there there I think that there is a scientific like experiment we can do on that Taco Bell, which is that if you can go to that Taco Bell ten times in a row. I'm so tired of hearing this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> ten times in a row with no problems whenever you want. You don't have to think about what time of day it is. Just to go, oh, I want to go to the Hudson High Taco Bell. That's not what you said to me. But that I agree with that experiment, but that's not how you laid it out to me first. How did I how did I lay it out to you? You just said you just said ten times. Oh, see, that's what he got. Like, I could only go at good times. <laughs> well, right? okay. But now you make that caveat, which I think is a good one. I think it makes the experiment better. But All right. just for okay. the record, All right. that was not that wasn't laid out for me. I All I right. hated well, eating a Taco Bell for like a year, but they, they got rid of potatoes <laughs> for like a year, and I was like, that isn't fucking worth it. Yeah, that well, for vegetarians, that was just like it's so why, good. Why are you guys doing that? That's yeah. like the only thing they can eat. Here's all I'm saying. Taco Bell, fuck you for making that location <laughs> so bad. But also, if you want to give us free money to eat stuff while we're on the road, I will accept it. And I will retract oh, yeah. my fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, real. give them shit. Yeah. If you give me stuff, I will retract my fuck you. But otherwise, <laughs> fuck you, Taco Bell. Taco Bell Corporate is scrambling right now. Right. <laughs> fuck. Mouth movements no longer endorses us. Hurry, yep. listen to the rest of the podcast so we can hear their Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, you know what? It pissed me off, too. So they did that, and then Wendy's got their black bean burger, right? And Christian's Delicious. like, oh, yeah, black oh bean my burger is so good. so good. I went there and got one. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I can go there, get this. I don't have to feel bad about, like, <laughs> being gross and eating Wendy's too much, right. whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I went... To the one in Groveport the other day and uh like six months ago probably because i i worked <laughs> close to it right and and they were like it was like kind of like closed out and i was like oh do you, are you guys out of like the black bean burgers whatever and she the lady's like no we don't we don't sell them anymore and i was like you what Excuse like, me. No fast food place besides Burger King has like a a, a veggie burger anymore. It's Dude, like, that thing is gross too. That impossible <laughs> burger. Uh, it made burger my stomach hurt. Uh, I'm good. Oh, I don't. I thought I like that one actually. I like I've the tried White it. Castle Dude. sliders. Those, those impossible some, sliders yeah. are fucking good. It's some fucking gray food, man. That fucking impossible burger is some fucking gray food. <laughs> <laughs> impossible is yeah. I I don't know. It's all right. I I always it's forget which one I like more. I like Beyond, like, Beyond. Yeah, I think good. Beyond is the one I like more. I can't remember though. The Impossible one tastes it. like a fucking paper mache burger. B Dub says a really bad veggie burger. It's like cardboard. Oh, fucking horrible! It's horrible. At least it's not fucking. Dude, I can't. White Castle. <laughs> we, we just talked about how we liked White Castle. Yeah, come on, Walker. That was in poor taste. Yeah, White White Castle's fantastic. <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't in poor taste. It was in. It was a realistic taste that those fucking White Castle burgers are fucking hair gel. They're not burgers. They're not burgers. They're sliders. They're, They're smash burgers. They're not, not supposed to be good They're also. Burgers. They're supposed to be, it's supposed about, to be like 30 cents. Cameron said it's about how you feel while you're eating it. Just, yeah. I get those little, little, little chicken the hair gel. Little, little chicken anuses. <laughs> The fries and shakes make up for it. It's so good. 
The white guy. I love the breakfast is good too. I love the chicken anuses. Those are fucking bad. Those are fucking great. Those are fucking really good. The chicken (laughs) like little chicken buttholes. I can't like not (laughs) think about it when I eat them. (laughs) Walker, when is a wing form? When's Roosters getting vegetarian wings? Like, it seems like a huge no-brainer. I don't fucking care what Roosters does. I'm kind of getting over Roosters, honestly. Okay, I was about to say, Walker and I are big Roosters fans, but I guess... Well, we are. <laughs> we are, but the last few times I've been there, it has not been fucking up to par. Yeah, I can agree with that the last mm-hmm. time I got them. Yeah, and what's up with them not having mac and cheese bites? There's a chicken Supply wing shortage, but they don't have any mac and cheese bites, but they have chicken wings. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck's up wrong with you guys? Dirty Frank has always some, pasta, some mac and cheese bites. always fake cheese, you fucking cunt. That's I true. Love Dirty Frank's. Dirty Frank's <laughs> has a red soda, all their different weird oh. hot dogs that can be that can be vegan, vegetarian. Um, yeah, Dirty mac Frank's. Mac and cheese bites. Awesome. Little, little jalapeno peppers. Too, uh, I, fucking, dude, I just went there like yesterday, uh, Dirty Frank's. It was amazing. Oh, nice. Oh, got the Mac attack. Mm-hmm. I went to a place. I was in California for a couple of weeks and I went to this place called Pizza Nista and they had like this vegetarian like mac and cheese pizza. And it was just a <sighs> big old piece of pizza with mac and cheese just all over the top of it. It was like, Ooh, honestly one of the greatest things I've ever had in my life. That sounds fucking gas. Yeah, this state fucking that sucks. sucks. Good. <laughs> Mac, mac and cheese pizza. You, if you don't like that shit, you <laughs> don't deserve the life you have. Have to have a fucking soft spot in your head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <coughs> All right, rain it in over there. Buddy. All right. All right. Whew. I'll let that you get control of really this conversation me. again, buddy. Ah, dude, I lost it to two for a minute there. That was fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um okay let's let's talk about some mouth movements music while we're see there's that alliteration there you go um uh, so are you guys you don't have to spill the beans if you don't want to but are you guys working on anything new anything fun i know it's yeah it's kind of like you know it's kind of like that time it's still pandemic-y and Shows are getting canceled, so what the fuck else are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. No. It, it's uh. Yeah. It, it is a weird time where you kind of are like wondering if uh, anyone, including yourself, <laughs> even gives a shit if you put new music out. You know. Right. But um. Yeah. No. We're working on new shit. We have uh. Pretty much what two new songs completed right now. Um. Almost completed. Yeah. Completed recording, and we're kind of um working on uh, what we want to do with those as far as uh, videos and marketing and that kind of a thing. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the next move from there, I think, is to try to figure out how we're going to put those out, which one we want to put out first. Um, but yeah, Adam and I actually just uh, a couple of days ago tracked. Um, oh, what the fuck? Sorry. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I have my phone propped up against my laptop right now. All right, we're good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just a couple of days ago, we uh, finished up tracking uh, for uh, one of our uh, newer songs. Um, and we uh, have been doing all of our stuff with uh, Will Carlson. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who, uh, yeah, Will Carlson Audio, he does good work. We've done our past. We did a uh, pumpkin patch with him. Okay. Um, yeah. Good shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, kind of the goal is just to keep recording as much stuff with him, just like one at a time as we can. And he's got a pretty nice workflow. And this last one, we kind of changed up the workflow and was working pretty well, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. I'm excited to. I like because one of the ones we were finishing up, we're probably going to release like somewhat soon, like after it's done. I think is kind of was yes. kind of the plan, or you know, we've got one that we're kind of hanging on to until we can like really do something cool with it. But at the same time, we do want to like put music out, um, not yeah. wait too long. So, yeah, yeah. Ideally, like I, I've been trying to be better about writing more stuff because uh, generally how we how we write. Um, for the most part is like I'll come up with like a basis of some sort um, for a song whether it be just guitar and drums usually just a guitar like rhythm part and a drum part mm-hmm. chord progression or something and then kind of let let it build from there um, but you know I've been trying to get better about messing around like on a daily basis <laughs> trying to write something different every day trying to see what sticks and what doesn't um, and kind of my goal is to have by the end of next year enough material to put out another kind of a multi-song release whether it be an ep or an album or something like that i think that would be awesome and that's kind of what i'm aiming towards with uh but you know like you said with everything going on it's kind of weird to try and figure out how and when you want to partition out your time (laughs) right (laughs) because yeah My, for me, for me, part of the whole music experience is playing shows and playing live, and I don't enjoy it quite as much when you don't get to uh, promote you know, it live. Yeah, perform it in front of people. Exactly, like show, right? Show people what how how hard you've been working on it, and that kind of a thing. Like you, you kind of run out of. I don't know that for me that's the motivation is to like write it and then be able to play it live you know and when you when you don't have that motivation sometimes it feels kind of like a like a loose end yeah you know like kind of a like pointless it. endeavor it, sh- it shouldn't be that way but that that's just kind of how i've attached myself to it so far so it's a, it's a learning a learning process for sure to try to adjust to my relationship with writing music and putting it out you know yeah and you know and like you said a a lot of it is you make it you want to perform it you want it to i mean even if it i don't know even if you never recorded it it's still like the fun of getting like being here's the new song this is something you guys haven't heard before hope you like it if you don't i probably don't care i'm gonna play it anyway (laughs) Right. So, yeah. And it's, it's also a good way to like kind of see what works and what doesn't yeah. or stuff that like, you know, if you're playing songs that aren't released yet yeah. and it's like, it's pretty, you know, like one of the songs that we recorded, probably both of them really like the two new ones we just worked on is like, we can tell those, like those work live or like that people like those. And like people have asked <laughs> for one of them to be recorded. Like people ask for that one, you know, and that's like a good feeling. Yeah. And like now w- with that song, it's like, cool, now we're rolling and recording that one. But still, when you're writing new material, it's like, 
it's nice to be able to like go play in some front of, front of some people and get a reaction from strangers. That's not just your people that you live with or your bandmates. It's just like, yeah, it, it's it's reassuring or it's like okay, that one kind of flops. Like that one doesn't have the energy I thought it does in this part, and we can tweak that or whatever. And so it's definitely yeah, but like as much as playing live is fun, it also can be a good part of the writing process. Yeah, well, I've always felt like that that way of like playing a song live before you record it is like kind of similar to how like stand-up comedians try out new material in front of like a small oh, yeah. rock and then like you know bring it if it works well or if it works okay like fine-tune it make it better you know yeah. that kind of a thing um but i feel like we, we've kind of done that with, with a few songs where we've like tried them out and there's like one song in particular I can think of that we played a, a number of times and then <laughs> we kind of after a while we're kind of just like it's not really doing it it's kind of it's kind of the same thing as this other song and it's and not, he, yeah, you know, even, it's still fully fleshed out so we kind of like tucked it back and kind of put it in the back pocket for now just to see yeah. what you know not yeah. not, not totally to... retire it or forget about it but you know yeah <laughs> Yeah, and like even like sorry, I was interrupting you, but you basically said what I was gonna say. Just like doesn't have to go away forever, but like, but it, you know, in a, in kind of a more selfish way too. It's like I don't really enjoy playing this song as much as I thought I would, so I don't <laughs> necessarily want to put it out and then have people expect right. that, to hear that song because it's like so. It's it's good to know that stuff before you before you record it and finalize yeah. it. Yeah, and I I think that's one of the that's one of the interesting things about the way <clears throat> excuse me music works like now right if because a lot of people just kind of make music and they don't play it they just release it online and whatever and that's their thing and they don't whatever their expectations might be that oh, i'm going to release these songs i'm going to get really famous and then i'll go play them places whatever once i'm big whatever that expectation might be but i, I think it's an interesting ch choice to not play them live or <clears throat> it, I think it changes the chemistry of how you make them. Right. It, instead of getting that in-person feedback, right. You're going with things that, you know, work. So while sometimes I think that we play songs that, you know, do or don't work, but you kind of get that audience reaction. I feel like when people do, remote music or even just music by themselves and they produce the whole thing themselves it kind of takes away that element of hey this is like for somebody else too or it, uh, almost, yeah. it, it almost injects that <clears throat> that it has to be for somebody else because you're not playing it i don't know that's kind of weird i'm thinking like you're not really playing it for you. You're playing, you're, you're making these songs for other people to listen to because you want them to like it. Right. But at the same time, are you not just making it for yourself? You know? Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think the answer is definitely just both, but it's, yeah, there's different aspects and, you know, I think it's all tied into each other yeah. and in kind of a nuanced way, but like, yeah, it's not all about just trying to make it for the audience, but at the same time, like, it helps you get better. If you're, try if you're like, you're like, okay, this got like 90% of the reaction 
that I wanted it to. But I want people to like freak out when we play this song. It's like, what do we need to do? What do we need to tweak to like get yeah. it to that level? Right. Yeah. And that's and then yeah, I mean that comes back to you. It's like you want to write the you also want to write you you want to write what you want to write, but you want to do it the best you can. Yeah. So I think having that feedback loop is valuable. Yeah. And and you know it it's not too different than saying <clears throat> I make this music, I put it out on Spotify, I see how many listens it gets. And this song did worse than this song, right? You go, okay, well, that's not really what people want. But I, I think the weird thing is, is people who are doing music like that, since they're looking for like a Spotify or an Apple Music like statistic, it's weirdly difficult, right? Because not everybody that, I mean, for sure, definitely more people could listen to it than just going and playing a show at like Donato's because mm -hmm. who's, you know, how many of your friends are coming that already like you and already have that bias. It's like right. post, post it to Reddit and see how many people shit on your life just to, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Like post it to weird message boards where people can be like, I hate this. You suck. Yeah. And they'll just do it because they can. But it, yeah, I, I feel like there's so many weird dynamics of music today that it's like doing it live is really cool. Not doing it live is interesting and cool. And music can just be all over the place without having to have all those constraints. In, or even like you guys were saying, playing on a metal show where you're not metal enough. You know what I mean? Like right. It, it's you know music is subjective but it's also a little bit of nuance at the same time i was gonna say if, if there is a like i don't, I don't want to say there is but if there was like a perfect like world to exist and like how you write music and present it to people i think that there's there's definitely a healthy medium between the two of like doing it for yourself like because I, I do think a lot of people like surprisingly cling on to things that people do 100% just for themselves. Like yeah. I think sometimes that stuff does better than in the long run than things that are made in the uh, other way, you know, yeah. like yeah. someone that just makes something because they're, <laughs> I know tons of albums and like that people wrote when they were like, you know, fucked up on like a drug or like, you know, just like in some like crazy state and they like, it's like, it wasn't even them that even made it. And they just kind of like did it, you know, and then put yeah. it out and we're like, fuck it. And then people were like, I love this. This is the best thing ever. And then like they they're like, well, I, I can't do that again. You know, I don't, I, you know, and it's like, but then at the same time, you get people that make shit purely for the reason for other people to enjoy it. And it does well for a little bit, but not long enough. You know, it's right. kind of like a short. Until uh, the next you know. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And but I think that there there is a blend between the two that some artists manage to like hit so perfectly on, whether it's intentional or not. That like that's like I think that's the perfect place to like hit at least for me as like an artist like doing it for yourself and also keeping a perfect amount of like the audience in mind, you right. know, right. wanting them to enjoy themselves and keeping them entertained because you don't want to like. You know, you know, you don't want to punish your audience. <laughs> right. Right. That's how I feel about Radiohead. Like I enjoy yeah. just about everything they make. It's and and then they they seem to do everything for both those reasons. It's like every, everything is is still fun and interesting, but 
it's all definitely like they want to be in control and, and have it be what they want. Yeah. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they took all their stuff back. Like they, 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 I think stopped working with like big labels, made their own. And now everything's just, just through them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You kind of hit on like, what I was going to add in was, is like you, there's always an audience for the very most part, right? There's always an audience for whatever you want to make. So like, I think it's possible to just make what you want to make. The, 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 the challenge comes in with finding the people, right? Yeah. And like playing shows is a good way to do that. But also like when people just keep, and this is, I'm not saying I have this all figured out either for sure, but like, you see people just like release a bunch of stuff over and then get kind of dejected when like nothing happens. Like, I mean, especially like a lot of bettering producers and stuff. Like I've seen people on TikTok be like, man, it's so depressing to release a track because no one cares about it. It's like, well, yeah, like one, you're in a very saturated genre, but like besides that is like, there's always, there, there are going to be people to what your honest music making that is someone will resonate that. And then once you find that, and once you're established, like, you know, someone like Radiohead, they can do whatever, and then you'll the, the, all their fans will go crazy for it and start ranking yep. against their other stuff and like all you know, it, which is totally cool and like that's every you know huge band like that. But the people are out there. It's just like it's uh, like I th- I, th- I don't think you have to sacrifice making the music that you want to make to reach more people because like there is a there is a gr- enough people on this planet that will like fuck with what you're doing even if it's weird or different you just gotta i don't know i think just commit yourself to what you like and you'll find you'll find your your niche or your, your people yeah. yeah it's yeah they're 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 definitely out there i think of i think of when people um some some of our friends that make music and it's like or, or or anyone who releases music and you like you go to like those analytics of how many like listeners someone has or like whenever we what we've we've played we've played with um when we first started out, it was like, uh, you can't play here unless you have this, this, and this. Or if you want to play with other bands that have been doing it for like a year longer than you, they're like, ah, you don't have enough page follows. You don't have enough listeners. It's like, to me, any amount is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. if you have 50 and it's like a monthly thing, you're filling up a room with 50 people in my mind. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, you are, you are doing something right. right? Like, it yeah. doesn't... It's, it's all about how you make it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole business aspect is, like, kind of a different ball game, right? And it's, oh, doesn't, yeah. it's not a good or bad thing. I mean, it can have its negative. Anything can have its negatives. But, like, it's hard when, like, you know, there's certain, like, bands that are really trying to make it and then bands who are doing it to have fun, both of which are completely valid it's almost kind of hard to balance that right in a, in a scene because yeah. yeah. it's like, yeah, you can just be having fun, but like this band's relying on you to bring a bunch of people. And if you don't do that, it's not really fair to the other bands, yeah. but it's like, I'm not shitting on you for just having fun. It's like, I don't know. I, I sometimes I think about how do you like differentiate and balance between those two yeah. things. And part of it, too, is like it's not even so much like a monetary uh, thing that they're looking for. It's like I could I could give a shit less if you if people paid at the door. But if if you bring 10 people who've never listened to our music, that is that is priceless. You know, like if one person likes it, 
That's one more person who could tell another person, which is yeah. so important for, yeah. you know, small bands. Like, and regardless of how small, small is, I mean, shoot, like, uh, what's the, God, there's another, there's a band in Columbus who's doing quite well. Um, not, snar- not Snarls, not Palette Knife. There's another one who's like, all of a sudden they've just started they're just like dominating like shows and it's like amazing to see. And you're just like, it's jacketless. It, it could be jacketless. I did. Oh, yeah, it, it might be because I, I also saw them on that uh, up and coming artist thing. They were on there yeah. too, which is cool. Um, yeah. They just played with uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They've been playing. They've been like playing big, big room a lot and getting a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like stuff like that. Like they're, smaller because they're from here whatever but they you know if they play a cool show someone comes to see someone else and they see them that one person who came to the show and liked them they have the infinite opportunity to spread the word and as a as a local artist anywhere doesn't matter where you're at it doesn't matter where you are in your career either that one person makes a huge difference I think so, my yeah. favorite thing yeah. is all the people, like all the cool artists that I've gotten. That's I wouldn't trade anything that I've yeah. done because I've gotten to meet so many just wonderful people, just going out and playing. It's and, and doing these too. It's like oh man, I'm happy I know you exist. It's right. fun. This is great. Yeah, it it is relieving. It's very relieving to talk to people that like. Is it scary? Just, starting just to give a fuck, you, you know? Because like, it's it's, yeah. it's easy to like get like caught up in like at least for me like it's easy to get caught up in being like man no one fucking cares about <laughs> this shit like this is just my fucking little project like I'm... my my little band you know like when you like really? go home and you're like oh, are you still doing the band thing you know <laughs> like i i always think about that whenever I, and i'm like yeah i'm yes, 26 grandma. Still doing the band thing, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm happy to have a supportive family. That's that's been that's been wonderful. <laughs> being you know being 26 yeah. and your family doesn't question what you do. They're just it's just like oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no. Both both my mom and dad have been very very supportive since the beginning. Yeah, and, it's great. and I support everyone, everyone, every single person who enjoys what they're doing and and ha- genuinely has fun and cares about what they're doing, no matter what you're making even if it's not like what I'd normally listen to. I love it. Just because yeah. you love what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's refreshing to see people doing things just because they love it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I like just, yeah. When, when someone, I, I, I don't have to, when I actually hate music or a band or whatever, it's cause I, it's like, I don't feel like what they're like that. They're genuine. Yeah. yeah right or like yeah. that they're genuinely but like i can dislike someone but like respect like that they're doing what they like what music they want to make you know mm-hmm. and yeah i'd rather i'd rather see someone yeah I, the bands that are like pandering or you know or just like to you know like kind of what we were talking about earlier just like if they're just writing music of like and it's hard because there are levels to this right like there there's there's degrees within it like you can say like i want to start a band in this genre because it's popular but then i and then then you really enjoy doing that right but the the guy the people that are just like 
where just it just like stinks of of like fakeness is like that's where that's where it starts to get dicey but like yeah yeah just someone someone that you can tell like even if they are business-minded or whatever and they're trying to be successful like but that you can tell at the end of the day they still like the music that they're making and they're making it because it's like what they want to write like i think that's the best of both worlds i think you can always tell you you can usually tell too i don't think i've met a person a person yet but i just i just don't like them but i'm just like i'm like this person's an asshole like i'm and that was that was such a relief that's such a fucking relief. Yeah, I mean, we and realistically have never played a show with anybody who's been just like huge douche, uh, especially not around here. Like we gotten lucky. I'm jealous. I have played a number <laughs> of shows. People that not I would never say any names, but definitely I've, pl- I've played with a few people where I'm like I I can't call you anything else. Right. You know, yeah. like I haven't and, felt that in a while. Luckily. yeah it's been it's been a hot second it's pretty much all in cincinnati yeah and it's also it's always weird when like you play you get to open for a bigger band and they're like kind of weird in person yeah you know yeah. yeah like it's always disappointing but again it's hard to judge people when they're on the road you know it's like they might just be having an off day Stress. yeah, yeah. Like, i try to be better about that it's like i'm not always very good at it, but like, yeah the road the road is never it's, it's either a lot of fun or no fun at all you know it's yeah or both. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's a lot of yeah. work for those guys, yeah. and like exactly. until you do it, you don't really realize it. And they're just like they're just trying to not talk to anyone, and that's fine, you know. But it's like you're so excited to meet them and talk to them, maybe like yeah. that. And it it can be off putting when like they cold shoulder you, but at the same time, like there's probably a reason. But some yeah. guys, you can tell, it's like okay, you're not you're not <laughs> the type of person I expected you to be. Right. I've definitely I've definitely experienced that. Which one of you guys is like the drunk person magnet? Like the just someone who's just gone? Because I have that unfortunate honor for us. It's just they just find me and I'm stuck there for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, you're really nice. I don't know how to get away from this. <laughs> I, I that's interesting. I feel like it's almost like Dan. I feel like we always look over and Dan's just talking to some random person. In like yeah. more than he talks to us, and he's just like going in with this random yeah. stranger. <laughs> yeah, bar- well, I- at shows I'll barely fucking talk to him the whole goddamn time, but then I see him talking to somebody who I've never seen before more yeah. than. Yeah, you're right. It's you're right. Totally, like that. It would be him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's horrifying. It really is. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the shows too where I actually don't say a fucking word the entire time. I just exist, and it's just like, man. Blah 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 blah. My wife. Blah blah blah. It's like what the hell? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I got to Go on. Sorry. I try to be. I'm glad I let you go first. I was gonna say I'm. I'm. I try to be pretty good about avoiding people that I feel like I would not enjoy talking to because I'm pretty usually pretty good about reading a situation. Usually there's not that many people to show, but if there is a lot of people to show, it's even easier for me to avoid talking to a lot yeah. of people. If I, you know, getting in a that skill, weird. I was just going to say, sorry, I was just going to say like a skill you learn after playing like shows for like 11 years, like we both had in like separate projects is definitely like how to slip out of a conversation with yeah. some oh, guy yeah. that's like, <laughs> like, like a punisher or something. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, <laughs> 
really, I really liked her drummer. My hair was fucking yeah. badass. Yeah, please don't I'm kill me. Yeah, I'm constantly just like, oh, sorry, I have to pee so bad and just w- run yeah. away. <laughs> no, I'm know. always like, hey, I gotta, go, I gotta go deal with some with, with some business. I'll, I'll talk to you yeah. later. All right, though. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Immediately turn around to talk to the next person instead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Not even at a break. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. Um. Well, uh, Christian, do you have any other questions? I would like to get uh the shameless plug um in here before you can we go for it you can go for it all right um all right guys give us your shameless plug i want to know and i'm going to link it in the description so like everybody can just click 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 and they can Clicking go back. straight to it um clickety clack i mean clicking uh, it's more of like a yeah there you go yeah with their fingers <laughs> um are you guys on soundcloud no uh but yeah so (laughs) (laughs) give us all the all your socials anything you use youtube all that stuff um easiest way to find you so that way if they hear it they can type it or they can just find it and click it yeah uh so yeah we're on instagram um i think correct me if i'm wrong adam but i think everything it's just mouth movements on instagram mouth movements on instagram twitter has an underscore yeah, mouth movements underscore mouth underscore movements. Yeah, at Twitter. Um, yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, we have an EP out called No Place Colder that we put out right before the old Pandy hit. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, we have a single called Pumpkin Patch out. And then yeah, we're uh, gonna have some new shit out here in the in the, in the next few months. Yeah, yeah. Go right. check out Pumpkin Patch because that's a. Uh... We released that during the pandemic. Didn't yep. get it like we didn't what well, didn't have like the most you know flashy release or anything for it because of that and other factors. But uh, that's like we we really like that song. We're really proud of that song. That's like one of the kind of like the first ones that came together of like the modern sound of mouth movements. I think and a lot of the new yeah. stuff kind of falls in line with that. And it was done with Will Carlson who we're doing the other stuff with, so it sounds pretty different mm-hmm. than. Like recording wise, it, it, it the stuff is going to sound like that. But yeah, go run that shit up. I think it's a good song. It's a nice, it's a great, nice yeah. sub three minute banger. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah that one was song. cool to put out. We we kind of just we we recorded it. Me and Adam kind of wrote it together, and then we were like, "Well, fuck it, let's just record it and drop it, just because we drop like it." it yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 We hadn't dropped anything in over a year, so uh, yeah, no point in waiting. But yeah, um, YouTube, like you said, we're on YouTube as well. We have like a music video on there that we did for our first EP. Um, but yeah, some new stuff will, if you listen to stuff on YouTube, on YouTube music and stuff, we also have like track videos and stuff are up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nice. Awesome. And we're on Bandcamp as well. We got a yeah. little bit of merch left on Bandcamp. We got new merch on the way here coming soon. Yeah. And uh, we don't have yeah. any shows to plug because we were supposed to play this Saturday with a uh, Tiger Made of Lightning and Year Twins, but that just got postponed. Yeah, um, we're getting some it. stuff. For, yeah, we're it sucks right now, but we're getting some stuff worked out for later spring. You know, springtime. Maybe yes. hopefully once this version of COVID clout has blown over, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Keep an eye. We, we post about everything. Like Instagram, I would say is probably like Instagram and Twitter, but like Instagram, we post all like show flyers and stuff there. So that's a good place yeah. to keep up. 
for sure. Yeah, everyone yeah. froze except for me. Yeah, no, you you're were good. moving Go. really slow. It was kind yeah. of cool. We could hear you, but it was definitely slow. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, definitely keep an eye out. Um, and, you know, as things... I like to do like little mini updates. So like the episode, once you guys drop stuff, I'll just like put a new link in there. So people who listen to it in the future or the present for them could be the past. I don't know, whatever they'll click the, they'll like see it and they'll be like, Oh, new song. They were just didn't talk about this at all until the very end. Am I in some weird fucking interdimensional bullshit? Then they'll click on it and then they'll listen to that new song. So it'll be cool. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're thinking. I like it. You're thinking multi-dimensional. <laughs> it's Spider-Man was great. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. No spoilers. Me either. Great. Don't say shit. Go see it Snape, right now. Snape it's kills Dumbledore. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh shit! All right, Christian, you want to take us home? Yeah, sure. <laughs> This has been Talking Soda Pop. Thank you guys for coming out. We talked it quite a lot. Um, we did. Especially Taco Bell. I learned a lot about you guys and Taco Bell. Fuck uh, and high Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, fuck that one. I, I don't travel up there enough. And, you know, I, <laughs> maybe 10 days in a row. You know, I'm, I'm off work for a month. So, no, that doesn't have to be in a, a row. It has to be 10, 10 visits in a row. And, uh, can, I do, can, can, I, can I do them all in one day? Hey. That's that would even that would be even more impressive. I can do it. But anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for coming out. We had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah thank you. Sure. Yeah, see you guys. Yeah.